Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinvin and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. Today, Dan and I talk about some cool new features he's added to his Twitter analytics service, Illo, how I've quadrupled my earning potential for indie bites, and why Dan is now considered a veteran. Let us know what you think on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. And a thank you to today's sponsor, Talk to Stefan, which we'll find more about in the episode. Let's get started. We're cruising towards 2,000 downloads, Dan. Which is decent, five episodes in, I think. Very decent. And I've got a random question for you. When you want to sell something in Mauritius, like something you own, yeah. how do you do it? Do you have Facebook Marketplace in Mauritius? It's mostly on WhatsApp. So there's these mums groups on WhatsApp, and that seems to be like the main selling channel for everything. So like the foreign mums together in a group, and then you just put a picture. And then... So part of my trying to make money all last week, so it was like five grand worth of stuff. I was very happy that... I found all this stuff that I was going to sell and it almost felt liberating knowing that I'd get rid of all this stuff. The initial plan was just to put it on Twitter, see if anyone wanted to buy my stuff. Stage one. Stage two would be like listing it on Facebook Marketplace uh, because that's easiest and you pay no fees. And my plan is if I don't sell any of the items on Facebook, I'm going to keep my eye out for a eBay low fees weekend. They do them quite often okay. and just list all my stuff then for the pound for a week and and try and get rid of it all. I sold my soundbar to my dad. Did you get a good price? Mates rates? No mates rates. <laughs> but speaking of my dad, Dan, my dad did his first 5K run. Did you run it together? Yeah, we ran it together. And I'd never really seen dad run before. <laughs> so for context, my dad is a larger man that decided to do the couch to 5K. And it's been amazing to see because he's working really hard as it. And he set this goal to run a 5K. He'd never done it before. So I ran along with dad, fantastic fun race. And he finished and he had a big smile on his face. And the best thing was he finished first because he was the only person that entered in his category. <laughs> That's good. Did he get a medal? He got a gold medal. He stood on the podium. <laughs> it was really, really nice cool. to see. Dan, did you, um, are you big on watching these Apple releases? I have been in the past. Yeah. And so for context, Apple this week released their Mac Studio, which is like a Mac Mini Pro and they released a new processor, which is an M1 Ultra, which is like two M1 Maxes. And they also made a nice new screen. And I was like, oh, the screen's going to be great for me to get. It's going to be what, seven, eight hundred dollars. No, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Anyway, how often do you upgrade your laptop or your computer? What have you got? Only when it breaks. So I upgraded to the M1 MacBook Air last summer. Uh, and then before that, I had a MacBook Pro for like three years. So like very rarely do I upgrade. I've been used to 16-inch or 15-inch MacBook Pro for 10 years. So to to go down to the, the smaller one was difficult. And I still find it hard, especially when I'm designing something and I want to do like a full width landing page. I, I just like feels very cramped. So I am actually looking at buying a screen. The Apple screen came out and I was like, ah, oh, this does look good. But... It's going to come to Mauritius maybe, I don't know, next year or something. And everything here is so much more expensive. I'll probably just go for, a, I don't know, a decent medium like LG or Samsung one. So do you not work with a second monitor at the moment? No, I've always had a 15-inch MacBook Pro and that's been fine. Oh my goodness. Since I was like 13, I've had <laughs> two or three monitors. I saw a cool Samsung actually, which is like it's a monitor and a smart TV because I work in a bedroom. It could be a TV with Netflix and stuff on it. And then it could also be my screen. Like, I don't need this, was it, £1,500? Yeah. I don't need that, so that, there's, no, there's no need for me to spend that much money. <laughs> Dan, I think I need to be a bit like you when it comes to buying things. But do you know what? I do think it's worth spending money on Dan 
coaching. I happily spend £200 a month on my tennis coaching and I feel brilliant about it. I also feel brilliant when I'm speaking to my good pal Stefan from Talk to Stefan, who does coaching for founders. It's great for when you're feeling stuck with your projects and not quite sure which direction you need to go, or if you're feeling a little overwhelmed with everything going on. Stefan doesn't tell you what to do or how to do it. He'll ask you questions, give you the space to figure it out yourself. I found him particularly helpful when I was going through my money troubles over the past few weeks and figure out what I needed to do. It was pretty office that I needed to spend less and earn more but it was nice to have that chat with someone to talk it through and come to that realization myself. If you fancy a session you can get a 60 minute chat for free and then get 10% off further packages with the code no more Mondays. Link is in the show notes or head to talktostefan.com and tell him we sent you. Alrighty Dan what have you been tinkering away with this week? So this week has been a big week for ELO development which I haven't done since I don't know months and I've been working on a few different things. So I launched something which I haven't actually announced yet. I've just pushed it live and didn't tell anyone, which is very rare for me. Engagement ratings. So if you look on your dashboard at your follower chart, you'll see this new box just above it. It says engagement rating. Follow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. This tracks engagement compared to how many followers you have. And then it will give you a grade from one to 10 to tell you how good your engagement is. What's your rating right now? Yours is great. Five. How is that great? That's not even 50%. That's a 5 out of 10. But it's basically impossible to get to 10. Mine hovers around 2, which is okay in the scale. Based on Compared to my follower account, I don't get a lot of engagement. I think that's typical of most big accounts. You get more engagement per follower as you're smaller. And then as you grow, you've obviously got a lot of followers yeah. that don't necessarily go on Twitter anymore. Why have you done it between 1 and 10 and said a, a score should, between, should be between 3 and 5? Because... When I saw five, I was like, oh, I'm not doing that well then. I mean, this is good feedback. Maybe it does seem weird that five is great, but according to data, that is a good score. And also, I just noticed you've put a little gold crown next to my name. Yeah. And I really like that. You're only one of only a fifth, like small percentage of users who have that, probably under 10. Yes, that is great news. I'm happy with that. <laughs> the other major thing I've been working on is thread analytics, which I've, I haven't seen in anywhere else and I had this idea soon after our call last week on Friday in the call I said I wasn't working in the evenings and then I sat there in the evening and worked on this <laughs> um, and <laughs> basically did some like data analysis to see if it would work or how easy it would be to identify threads out of all the tweets in the system to find the thread and then the, the tweets in the thread and figure out all like the engagement ratings yeah. and all the metrics for those. Uh, yeah, it turned out it was reasonably easy to do. So that was last Friday evening. And then during this week, I've been working on putting that into the UI and yeah, just highlighting your threads in your tweet lists and then showing a different page when you click on that tweet to show like a thread analytics page. Is it just a breakdown of each tweet? I'm looking at your tweet with the mockups. Is it a breakdown of each tweet the impressions and engagements from that and then like a total or just from the first tweet so the yeah when you click through to the thread it will show like the whole threads analytics at first give you like the overview and then engagement rating all that kind of stuff at the top and then it will show you all the tweets from that thread and all the individual stats and then beneath that will be the like the timeline charts that you normally get for each tweet. So the 48 hour timeline for all engagement and impressions that'll be for the, again, for the whole thread. That's the plan at least. Well, that's very nice. I'll be interested to see when you're going to launch it, the threads. I was hoping this week, but I don't think I'm going to rush it out because there's no need to. I want to get it just like the new digest emails. I want to get it 
used by a few people. Big thread writers would be useful. So I'm contacting a few people now. Very nice. Very exciting. And you mentioned your new email digest. I got that this morning. Yeah. Very nice. I laid out my laid out my stats in a lovely way. I've made it nicer, but I didn't make it like super snazzy. The idea was just to kind of make it easier to digest like that first bit of the email. I want people to see that and be like, oh, okay. I know what happened yesterday kind of thing. And then you can go down and see in more detail what happened with your tweets and your stuff. And I also made the width of it and like it's centered when you look at it on a wider screen before it was all on the left, like little tweaks just to make it a bit nicer. There's better padding. Some of the text is a nicer size. Yeah, man. Nice. Good job for shipping it. You haven't changed the call to action from this, right? Because our chat we had about providing the value yeah. there in the email. So I don't really have to check my dashboard because I'm getting the information that I'm paying to see. I mean, obviously there's more than just your like overview stats in Illo. It has all like the growth stuff like week by week and you can see each tweet break down and compare all your tweets together and all that kind of stuff. But I think this works better as a digest of what happened yesterday. Yeah, very nice indeed. Can we just pause for one sec? I'm going to go to the toilet. Yep. Back in business. Thank you for allowing me a toilet break. No worries. I already need to fix that engagement rating thing. Can you make it sound like I've did it properly? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll edit in saying, oh, wow, wow, my engagement rating's five. <laughs> wow, that's good. Okay, I've got a fix for it. And I, I realise what I've done wrong. I'll put it up after this. So it'll be live when people see it. Okay, When listen to this, yeah. And the most important update from you, Dan, your knee. Yeah, <laughs> my knee. So there are other things happening in the world other than my knee. But yeah, it's like weird. It's like a weird mental load having a dodgy knee because I, I walk all the time and I, I, I stress the whole time that I'm going to hurt it more like but yeah so I've got physio tomorrow for the first time and hopefully that'll they'll help me figure out if I need surgery or if they can physio me back to normality I put out a tweet about my knee and a lot of people replied saying had the same did the surgery best thing like is to get the surgery which kind of changed my mind a bit because I, I really don't want it or I really didn't want it but maybe it is the best I haven't had it, so I don't know, but my thought would be to get the surgery and fix it because, as you say, you're all, you're thinking about it every time you walk, yeah. and walking is like a <laughs> fundamental part of life. So if, if you're constantly thinking, or, or you can't run about with your kids, surely it's just worthwhile, and you can rekindle your football career. <laughs> Although, technically, I'm in likely in the veterans now. I think if I sign up veterans. for the team... That's what I qualify for now. You're a veteran. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, just, I feel a bit bad like complaining about my partial tear in my knee because there are other things like much worse going on. But personally, it's quite a big deal. I put out a tweet just before we came on. That kind of taken off. What did you say? I just said, you can have a job and run multiple profitable side projects with kids and pl- plus eight hours sleep. Nearly 5,000 impressions in 50 minutes. When, when you get like 5,000 impressions, 80 likes or whatever in the yeah. first hour, do you have an indication of how big that will go? Do you reckon it will just keep getting momentum or? I've had a really slow couple of weeks with all my tweets. Like I have 30 something thousand followers, but I've been getting like 8,000 impressions, 6,000 impressions, like hardly anything recently. Tough life. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but I just noticed there's been a lull. So that, yeah, something like this is clearly obviously more popular than those tweets that I've been putting out because it's already at 5,000 within an hour. I reckon this could... It depends how many people retweet it and how many people like respond to it and then it shows up in other people's timelines. I wrote a blog post about this on the Illo blog if anyone wants to go check that out, like key engagements and how they affect your like tweet performance. But I reckon this could hit 50,000 to 70,000 in the next 24 hours. 
based on the current rate. And so what's that for like retweets and likes? Well, it's had 78 likes, so it would hit maybe 200 likes. Hello, it is James from the very long edit here. And we'd just like to update you that that tweet did get a thousand likes and not 200. Now we get back to my updates and Dan talking about my podcast editing service, Podpanda, which I finally put in my Twitter bio. I saw you put your link in your bio on Twitter, which I hadn't seen before, with a nice hire me and a (laughs) hand arrow uh, emoji. Good spot. Yeah, I've sort of been slowly responding with the link to it in replies to tweets. Maybe I'm just scared of doing a launch. So Corey Haynes messaged me yesterday, uh, saying he enjoyed the podcast, and also mentioned YouTuber as a service is a service I should consider offering. Now, I actually thought about this when I was doing Podpanda, because if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see there's a link to Vidpanda. And this was meant to be essentially that. Because I did the Riverside videos, learned a lot about making these SaaS-style videos where, or blog-style videos, talking to camera, and thought about launching it. Thought I'll focus on the podcast and stuff first, because the video stuff's more work. But when Corey mentioned this, I was thinking it might be worth restarting it and maybe putting an effort into making a quick landing page and getting a few more clients in for that because I think the value is more inherently there than podcasting. So people would hire you to make a series of videos on their own channel about their own like SaaS or their own topics? Yeah, so Illo could hire me because you want to make YouTube part of your strategy and you take a lot of your blog posts that you've written, I turn those into videos. So I'd either adapt the script read the blog post to camera then i'd add some graphics maybe saying here's how you can do this specific thing in illo and then you'd have some illo tutorials as well that sort of thing and then you'd get all the benefits of being on youtube as well as uh, seo the first thing that i think of is how would you if you got six or seven clients for this how would you make their videos different enough that it's not the content will be different it it would likely just be the same sort of thing but like four or five clients in the whole of youtube that have me is Mm. like a drop in the ocean so there's three other smaller things this week i doubled my indie bites prices for sponsors after seeing the success of no more mondays so it's now 225 pound for a slot which I'm quite happy with. And I've also doubled the frequency of episodes. So I've been meaning to do this a couple of times, but I'm committed to doing it now, which is uploading two a week. So many people say that they listen to multiple episodes of Indie Bites at once because they're short. So why not just give them a couple a week? And that increases my earning potential by four. So I could potentially, at the end of April, be doing two grand a month with Indie Bites, which mm. was my goal from the start and is very exciting. That'd be amazing. And that's just off your own stuff. It's not working for anyone else. Exactly. My only concern is trying to get the sponsors in. So I've had validation already. Two people have bought sponsor slots at that price. But at the moment, I've got to get through my backlog backlog of sponsors. And that should be done by the end of April if I'm doing these double uploads. Okay. What about like recording frequency? Do you think you could record enough ongoing like throughout the rest of the year for to have two a week? Yeah, this has typically never been a problem because I go through these batches of recording like five to ten in a week. Because, I don't know, I, d- I don't plan it. I come across people, send them a message and ask to record. And I've still got a backlog of 15 episodes to get through. <laughs> it's interesting you work like this. Because I did an interview show, Mag Heroes, with magazine people. And I was so careful to only record one at a time and then release it like very soon after I recorded. I, I don't know why. 
but I like to put pressure <laughs> on myself to have it almost live. And I'm not sure why I did that. It just felt like the most natural way to do it. But it meant that I had to schedule people on like very specific days. It didn't give me much flexibility. But yeah, you do a different approach where you record and then schedule the episodes. Conventional wisdom is to have a day to release or a few days to release and you release on that day. So no more Mondays, releasing every Monday, mm. quite regimented with it. We're not missing a day. No. With Indie Bites, I've been a lot more flexible and it doesn't seem to have affected it because I've been always chasing my tail to get episodes out. Whenever I edit an episode, I'm pushing it out. Mm. I'm not scheduling it. Mm. I went through a phase of scheduling them and I felt really good. So I want to get back into that. I'm going to need to if I want to keep this frequency up. But when it comes to recording them, I have some episodes, Dan, that were recorded a year ago and I still haven't published. <laughs> um, I record, I published in October, but I had to do second recordings because mm. two of them had grown their businesses from like two, three hundred dollars to three thousand. But the ones I'm publishing at the moment, we're in March, were all from that October, November time. Well, I look forward to it. I'll look for my notifications because I have my notifications on. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So did that. I also made a custom sale for my wallets from my friend Will from Simple Poll. He bought seven wallets, just the same wallet for the team. <laughs> and I've got a custom stamp for him. I'm going to brand each wallet. I thought it was a cool. really fun thing to do. And I'm hoping to offer this as a service on the site and get more people or more companies buying wallets for the team uh, and custom branding them because I didn't really think about it as an avenue until I was speaking to Will at the pub. He said, oh, that'll be really nice. And he went ahead and did it. And I thought more people I can do corporate gifts as leather wallets and great. Also, these desk mats that I've, I make, I've not actually launched them yet, but I was at my friend's co-working in his office the other day and he was like oh do you do these desk mats i was like as a matter of fact i do they're just sitting in my office gathering dust and he was like oh yeah i'll take four <laughs> i was like yeah cool <laughs> do you want to know the price and he was like oh no just whatever i was like they're 75 quid he's like yeah cool lovely and for that i also thought i could stamp them because he's got a really nice mm. logo i'll get his logo made up it costs 30 40 pound on each desk mat i'll stamp their logo brilliant yeah that sounds cool like company swag and because it's for business as well, that they'll likely have a budget for it or like at least be able to buy n numerous ones at once. I think that branding's a good idea as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should get an Illo desk mat with the Illo smiley face on the corner. I'll do that for you if you want an Illo desk mat. What yeah. colour do you want? Black or brown? Brown. It, it can go with my new monitor, my new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot to ship to you, Dan. Do it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> do you want anything else? I'm sure I could think of something. I'll send you the Just Tweet Everyday t-shirt. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one final thing I want to ask you about, and I might just put this in the show, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Over the past few weeks, I've been trying to rename my company. So for the past two, three years, I've had Strico, S-T-R-I-Q-O as my limited company. That's where everything goes through. If you buy anything from any of my products, you go to the Strico Stripe, emails from me are through the Strico account. And to be honest, Dan, I feel embarrassed telling people it because I got it like four or five years ago. I went onto a random name generator and wanted a brand or name like a Spotify that I could brand myself, have all the domains. So I've got a .com, got the social handles. And now I just feel embarrassed telling people it because the first association people have with it is Streaker like a, a streak on a full pitch. They can't spell it. And then the pronunciation is different to how I do it. It's a made up word. It doesn't have a correct pronunciation, but I get Strico, Strico, Strico. And I just want a name that people can pronounce down. 
Yeah. So what's your criteria? It has to be like a name that people can say, something you're not embarrassed by. <laughs> and it has like a .com. .co is fine. So it's going to be my Stripe and Limited company, basically right. it. So I'd like it to have some sort of meaning or association. It could be just a meaning for me. It could be people understand what it means on the outside. I say I haven't thought about this. I've thought a lot about this. And there's been loads of names I've written down. I was trying to like combine names. So the first one I came up with was Vintra. How would you spell that? V-I-N-T-R-A. Yeah, thank you. Good, lovely. The .co is available. It is a combination of my granddad's and mum's name, Vincent Tracy. The other one was something panda related because when I was growing up, actually still, my mum and dad call me Panda, Panda Bear. It's just my nickname. So I like that. It's got meaning. It's nice. So I was thinking like Panda Studios or Panda Labs because of experimenting with different projects. So those are my only thoughts out of many other things I've written down. I like Panda Labs. Is that available? So a quick Google search made me realize that uh, it's something to do with WWF. <laughs> so it is a thing already. Yeah. But does it really matter? Because I'm not going to trademark it. It's just going to be f- for my invoicing. So when I start naming projects, I'll use like a dictionary. and I'll just come up with loads of words around like the topic or the tool so for example with podcasting you could think of like the gear so like microphone or stand or something to do with audio listening i would just write tons of words that relate it basically you can either you try and look for one word stuff but a lot of that's taken with dot coms but you could then couple them up or like tolter was the word total because it was like a metrics company it was the word total just with two letters mm. switched the l moved into the middle I, I love your names yeah 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 so that, that's the kind of thing you can do. What are you up to the next week, Dan? I've got a couple of ongoing ghost projects to finish off. And so yeah, some client work. But yeah, I think the main thing for next week is the ILO threads feature. Let's keep working on that, polishing it off and getting it ready to launch. What about you? I've got a few wallets to make. I'm going to do the, the brand page for that. I'm going to try and launch the video service that we spoke about. I, I will launch Podpanda this week officially. I will okay. put a link out and say it is live for people to, to buy. I don't know how well that will work. The membership that we spoke about last week, I have drafted the page. I'm not 100% happy with it, so I'm going to tweak that a little bit and then put it out. And then the other thing, I've still got to do my YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I'm two weeks behind now. I, I managed to catch up a couple of weeks ago by publishing two videos in a weekend. And I need to catch up on them again and set aside a recording day. But the last couple of weeks have been a bit mad with client work. So the client work is going to come before YouTube. Yeah, I think that's sensible. Especially as you kind of like ramp up or find out how much you can take on as you get new clients. Yeah, yeah. I'll find that very soon, I think. All right, let's uh, let's round off our tweets of the week, Dan. Okay, so I just stumbled across this tweet. It showed up in my timeline. What? <laughs> and it's a McDonald's ad. I'm not sure it's a real ad. I can't see if it's official or not, but it's just a, just a really good ad. I'm not going to describe it. People can go and check out the tweet and have a look themselves. I think it's just a really clever ad. And like the responses in the replies is just everyone loves it as well. Yeah. I've got nothing else to say apart from you heard my reaction. Go and have yeah. a look at the tweet. <laughs> Link in the show notes. Cool. Good stuff. And then my tweet. I saw this and read through it and couldn't agree with it more it's i'm probably not the norm on this but i'd hire someone with a side hustle any day of the week can't think of a better indicator of initiative ownership and creativity 
Now, my side projects have helped me out so much when I was working in a job because so I was working in marketing, I had all these case studies of how I've applied marketing, which didn't come from my regular nine to five job. And whenever I was hiring people, I would say, what do you do in your free time? Are you excited to learn more about the sort of stuff you'll be doing in your job? Uh, Are you building and shipping cool things? Do you have uh, an appetite for learning new things? And so side projects are such a good indicator of that, that people are ambitious and they want to do extra things for their spare time and not just go to the pub. Yeah, in my last job, I'd already got a few side projects going and in my contract, it was like, side projects will not interfere with your day-to-day work. (laughs) And in the end, I launched like six things in the last 14 months that I was there. And it didn't affect my work there because I was proficient. I did all the job. I did more than I should have done, that kind of thing. But I just, yeah, some companies just don't get it. And obviously some people do. All right then, man. I've got a dash. Yeah. All right. Cheers. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKinvin and Dan Rowden. You can join the conversation on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. You'll also find a list of talking points in those show notes along with details of today's sponsor, Talk to Stefan. See you next Monday.